0: Hi, folks, and welcome to the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. I'm delighted to have Daisy Curlis on today talking about healthy habit formation. Daisy is on the community team with Multiverse, which is a really exciting company who works with apprentices. And I know Daisy presented to a couple of hundred apprentices there at the start of the year, all around this area for the community team. So, yeah, I'd love to just start with. Um, just what, what does healthy habit formation mean to you? Um, and then maybe talk a little bit around, you know, what what you did with Multiverse at the start of the year around this area as well.
1: I started the year by leading a forming better habits workshop for Multiverse apprentices. Um, I didn't expect this to be particularly popular because it was right at the start of the year when everyone had come back. Um, but we actually had three hundred people sign up and yeah. two hundred people attend, so it was yeah. a really, really great session. Um, and as much as people can hate on the whole new year, new me idea, it's a really fantastic opportunity to reflect on our lives and maybe make changes where we aren't happy. Um, and I really wanted apprentices to have the, kind of the time to reflect on this and time to. Mm. Reflect on 2021 and also the tools to be able to form better habits. Um, So, during this session, I spoke about five different ways that we can make habit formation easier for ourselves. Um, And a lot of these things you might already be doing in your day to day life, um, but you might not necessarily have a name to it. So, the first of the five things is friction. So, it's about reducing friction for things that we want to be doing more and increasing friction for things that we want to be doing less. So, for example, I know I want to read my book every night. If my book is put away on the shelf, maybe it's in a drawer, maybe it's out of sight, out of mind, I'm yeah. a lot less likely to be reading that book. But if I put the book on the side, I'm a lot more likely to pick that book up. And mm. we found that we had lots of examples from apprentices um, who have been doing this exact same thing. Yeah. A lot of them brought the example of chocolate the other way around so they're like if chocolate's on the side i'm so much more likely to eat it whereas if you can increase that friction you increase the steps that you have to take to be able to um to eat that chocolate then you're a lot less likely to eat that chocolate
0: amazing i love i've never heard that term in terms of habit formation. So friction cool that's that's one i'll definitely be taking amazing
1: fabulous and um, the next one is about being realistic. So, for example, I had someone in the chat saying that they really wanted to to do an Ironman triathlon. I don't know anything about this person, but, for example, if they decided, oh, I've never run a 5K, but I want to do an Ironman triathlon. That is a really, really massive commitment to be able mm-hmm. to make. Um, so perhaps you might want to start by saying, OK, I want to run a 5K. I want to run a 10K, I want to do a half marathon and building up like that. And that makes habits so much easier to sustain in day to day life rather than going on a 15 minute run and finding it really hard. And then thinking I could never do an Ironman, which takes, I think, 12 hours or a very, very long time. Um, The next thing we spoke about was substituting habits. So this is really taking advantage of a habit that you already have and substituting the old habit for the new habit to kind of make your life um, better and to improve your life. Mm. So um, I mentioned reading my book. Um, This has been a big thing that I've substituted for going on social media, which I know a lot of people want to reduce their screen time. So about 45 minutes before I go to bed, I read my book instead of going on social media. This happens most nights yeah but some nights some nights it's like oh i don't want to read
0: that book which Um, is okay as well but like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna chirp in here because i think that's great and like obviously reading your book is going to put you more often than not it'll put you in a more relaxing space for for going to sleep you know and something i've done recently which i found really good is the sleep casts on headspace and like because I'm quite a um, goal oriented person. I've actually listed them all on an Excel, uh, the different sleep casts and I'm trying to do one different one every night and I've it's been working really well recently. So it's so, it's really cool you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Even if it's just getting away from your devices, not having that blue light shining at your face, yeah. just giving you time to kind of think and reflect. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that I definitely should do that after I read my book. The next um, thing that we spoke about in this session was habit stacking. So this is really when you're um, taking advantage of a habit that you already have and you're Mm -hmm. stacking another habit onto it. This can often make it easier for us to sustain these habits. Um, So a great example of this is something that we all do every day and we probably don't think about doing it is brushing our teeth. So we're not going to wake up in the morning and think, oh, am I going to brush my teeth today? Hopefully you don't do that. Hopefully yeah. you do it twice a day, <laughs>
0: every day, without thinking about it. I out um, with a dentist, so I
1: really can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I have to, I have definitely to not, you definitely you. not. <laughs> Um, and something that a lot of us should be doing, but maybe not so many of us are doing, is flossing. Um, so I do do this, but it definitely took me a while to kind of build this up. And it's really stacking. So being like, okay, I'm going to have my floss on the side. I've reduced the friction, mm. and then I'm going to do this before I brush my teeth. And then yes. before you know it, this does become habit. But it's yes. really about kind of incorporating that into your life and stacking it does make it so much easier um, mm. to be able to sustain it.
0: Yeah, love us, love us.
1: Um, And then the final um, thing that we spoke about was pre-commitment. And for me, this is like the most important thing. This is the biggest thing that helps me with um, being able to incorporate these habits. Mm. And before you know it, they do just like blend into your life seamlessly. So it's taking steps earlier to remove the need for like self-control and willpower um, and to take force for your habits. So, for example, um, every week on a Sunday, I sit down and I book my exercise classes. Um, I'm quite a habit um, driven person and I like to have schedule in my life. Um, So I book three yoga classes and I run twice a week and I do that pretty consistently every single week. Um, And this really holds me accountable. And I know when I'm going to be doing the exercise rather than sitting there thinking. Oh, well, there is a yoga class in an hour, but I don't really feel like going. So I wouldn't end up going. Um, And also my yoga class charges me £10 if I don't go. Oh,
0: nice. That's (laughs) an added incentive right there.
1: Yes. (laughs) So definitely, um, it's so much better for holding you accountable. Um, And I really suggest, like, treat your workouts if that's the goal that you want to do. If you want to work out more, treat them like a meeting, schedule Mm -hmm. them into your day. And that's so much more likely to hold you accountable.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Oh, no, I love, I love those five and I, I'm going to get you to summarize them again for us. Just give them in a, in a snippet because, um, a hundred percent get what you mean about putting them into your calendar. And I also know that, uh, people do that as well with what we call their high potential hours. So if you're like an early bird, um, some people will block off say nine until 10 in their calendar to remind them to keep that for their own sort of personal projects and not always be putting meetings in there. Cause you know, the way sometimes it's so easy to get bogged down and going from meeting to meeting and not getting maybe those specific personal tasks done that you have to work at like preparing that slide deck for a client or um you know so like um I really like that idea of getting it into your calendar and getting that accountability going and um, as you say when you make even a financial commitment I know for like for me I joined a gym at the start of the year and it's only 30 euro a month but even making that investment wants me to get my mo- want I want to get my money's worth out of it so um, no, I think it's, you have really hitting a few of them. So I might get you to summarize those five for us again, just so people can take that away. Cause I think that's huge.
1: So the first thing is friction. So it's making it easier to start doing something that you want to do um, mm. and making it harder to do something that you want to do less. Okay. And the second is being realistic. So smaller steps are easier to sustain than these kind of large unrealistic goals yeah. um, the third is substituting habits so taking advantage of a habit that you already have um, and substitute, substituting this for a habit that you want to have
0: mm. Mm. the
1: fourth is habit stacking so essentially stacking something on top of um, a habit that you already have
0: yeah. and
1: then the last one is pre-commitment so it's taking steps earlier to remove the need for self-control and willpower in those decisions
0: Nice, love it. And um, actually, one that I'd heard because I want to have a little chat with you around habit stacking now is, um, it's it's maybe a bit of a, I, I mean it's probably similar actually. It's it's a, it's adding two. So one that I had heard was you know like incorporating little bits of movement into your day. So when you're waiting for the kettle to boil, maybe have a little cue to do like ten squats or you know a little bit of a stretch. And I, I thought that was quite a cool way of you know incorporating some health, uh, healthy movement into your day.
1: Definitely, definitely. Even putting a sticky note um, on the wall next to the kettle to remind you to do that. And nice. then before you know it, every time you make a cup of tea, you're going to be doing 10 squats.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, amazing. Yeah, the sticky note So that, that visual in your, in your eye line. I think that's important because I'd heard one about somebody struggling for the commitment to go to the gym. And what they did was they, they literally, uh, like, Teletyped a, a page in their car because they knew, like, if they were leaving work, they were going right to go to the gym or left to go home. And so they reminded themselves of all the positives of, of going to the gym. I'll feel better tomorrow. I'll sleep better tonight. And this list of positives, more often than not, helped guide them to go right, get their workout in before going home for the evening. So the visual is really important here, right?
1: definitely definitely i even have that like on my on my wall i did actually take it down because so i was doing some cleaning um, and <laughs> but i do have a reminder just to like take five minutes and just to breathe um, yeah. because it makes such a difference because i can sit there and just work constantly constantly um, and then before i know it i kind of can't concentrate on anything but those yeah. visual cues can be so 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 helpful for people mm. and so i really recommend it just sticking a sticky note on your wall um, and then before you know it it's going to be habitual
0: Nice. And uh, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. So like you mentioned that being like getting stuck into work and that can be really nice getting into that flow zone and like hours can go by sometimes without noticing it. But then sometimes you can kind of hit a wall with that, right? And you're just, you become exhausted and maybe you could have gone for longer if you had to take a taken note of that sticky note and gone for your, your sort of your stretch earlier. So yeah, I suppose. What would you um, say around your own personal habits? So you mentioned having that sticky note, like how, how important has habit formation been in, in your life? And what are some of the, the sort of habits over the last few years that you're quite maybe proud of, of having in your daily routine or you've seen great benefit from?
1: Um, so I am definitely a very habit-driven person. Um, I wasn't always like this, but I would honestly say that forming these habits um, has completely changed my life, especially around that kind of health and wellness side of things. Um, so a habit that I've taken up that I do consistently three times a week um is yoga um i absolutely love yoga i've been practicing for about 10 years um, i did my yoga teacher training before um Amazing. but even even with this i still find it difficult if i don't have my classes booked in i find it difficult to be able to hold myself accountable in the same yeah. way um, yeah. so it's also about knowing yourself and knowing that if you just think oh i want to do yoga tomorrow but i don't know when i'm gonna do it and, yeah. then, and then you know that that means that you won't potentially do that class it's yeah. about putting it in and structuring it into your life mm-hmm. um, another thing that i found has really really helped me is going for a lunchtime walk i go every single day um, mm-hmm. and more importantly i go without headphones which mm-hmm. i used to find really challenging because i love to listen to music i love to listen to podcasts but actually that kind of 30 to 40 minute walk I find I'm like almost the most productive because I can actually think and reflect on all of my work. And I have my best ideas when I go for my walk in the park, rather than kind of drowning out my thoughts with a podcast or music. Um, That has made a massive difference. Um, And now I hardly ever walk with headphones on. Um, Another habit that I took up is running. Um, I'm not very good at running. I'm quite slow, but this was definitely a lockdown thing. I did the Couch to 5K um, mm-hmm. app, which I highly, highly recommend. It's such a fantastic structure. And it's the only thing that has got me consistently running. And I did that, um, I think, about it just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've consistently been running since then. Um, I also like to have a 10K race, like booked in the diary for a few months' yeah. time. Again, just for that accountability element, because running does help me so much, as much as sometimes as I don't enjoy it. Mm. Um, in terms of that kind of mental clarity and that wellness element, it makes such a massive difference to to my life. And mm. also to my sleep as well. I sleep so much better when I when I run, even if it's just 5K.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so a few things to touch on there. So like you mentioned the fact that you've got this yoga knowledge, right? You've got your teacher training. I'm the same, right? So I've got my personal training certificate. But that doesn't necessarily mean just because we have the knowledge that the right thing for us to do is to rely on ourselves all the time to come up with a workout on the spot. And like, so, for example, you signing up to a yoga class and joining that as a participant, I mean, there's there's no shame in that, even though you have the knowledge to to probably lead yourself, right? But the fact that sometimes you want to just switch off and let somebody else lead a session or kind of remove the friction, right? Because when you're leaving the session for yourself, you then have to, after a tough day's work, probably have to think of, okay, what pose am I going to do here or what routine am I going to go through? So the fact that you've got that that person there or that class and that that accountability, um, I think is really good. The other one that we'll do is we'll, um, just because you mentioned the the Couch to 5K, I'll, I'll include a link to information on that for people. And one that I would say for you, have you done any of the park runs on Saturday mornings?
1: Yes, I do them every week.
0: Oh, amazing nice It's
1: yeah. <laughs> so good and there's honestly there's about 500 people that do it i live also right next to, to the park which makes an absolutely massive difference um but yeah they're fantastic like the energy that you get from the people and also because they time you and you get sent your time so it'll be like yeah. this is your personal best for this 5k you did it um 30 seconds quicker than you did last week it's yeah. just so fantastic. And they're free. They happen all over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah they're, they're really, really great. I really recommend, um, I really recommend them
0: for people who haven't done them before. Amazing. So I'll, I'll include the link uh, um, for that as well. So um, what I do want to ask you about is like your work within multiverse, you know, so like you do great things. You've hosted some um, like m- mental health uh, workshops with me as well. And, I just want to ask you around your, your work in there, really exciting um, company. You're working with The Apprentices. How, you know, can you tell us a bit about uh, Multiverse, a bit about your work within that and how that's uh, you know, helped you to grow as well? And, and maybe how some of those habits affect your everyday work life as well.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So as Declan said, I work in the community team at Multiverse. Um, So essentially at Multiverse, we are an education tech startup, and we provide um, an alternative to education and corporate training through professional apprenticeships. So we have 5,000 apprentices at the moment, but we're growing so quickly, um, which is such an exciting time to have joined the company. Um, I work in the community team, and essentially what we do is we bring the apprentices together. We do this through programs, through events we have an alumni network um, and it's an absolutely fantastic team to be a part of and Mm -hmm. a big part of what I do is working closely with the apprentices to make sure that what we do is serving them and we're kind of giving them everything that they need to Mm -hmm. live happy and healthy lives. Um, so I think that especially because of the pandemic we do have a big focus on wellness and mental health because this is an area that we know lots and lots of people are struggling with mm. and the beauty of what we do is that a lot of it is online so we can host these workshops for apprentices both in the UK and in the US and kind of bring everyone together on the same platform Um, Declan has led some absolutely fantastic workshops for us and what amazes me every time is that we get Um, there is a sense of kind of vulnerability with what people share. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what stage you are at in your apprenticeship, what stage you are at in your career. We have people that are in their 50s and we have people that are in their early 20s. A lot of people have these kind of same um, challenges that arise. um, And these sessions are a really, really brilliant way to be able to kind of share those and reflect on them as well.
0: Thank you. And I think what comes across definitely with Multiverse and working with you, um, is the diversity within Multiverse and that appreciation of diversity and wanting to diversify the boardroom. Would that be a, a fair statement?
1: Massively, massively. We have such a diverse community um, of apprentices and everyone. I feel like every apprentice I've, I've spoke to is just fantastic and is so passionate and so um, and so happy to be involved with everything that we do in the community and everything that's going on at Multiverse as well.
0: Yeah, and what I love as well is I know that... Um, you know, that, that what you do is, um, apprentice, some, some apprentices have, have a speciality topic and they've actually presented on it. Um, yeah. I know there was one on like LinkedIn and how to use LinkedIn recently, and that was apprentice from within the community that led that, you know, and I think that's, that's so great to tap into the, the knowledge that's within our organizations. And, you know, that's literally on our, on our doorstep as well. And, and, and sort of, um, yeah, sharing that and not keeping that knowledge to ourselves, right? And that's what I, I loved when I saw that that apprentice had led that workshop. I thought that was super cool. I think his name's Salman. I, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I Yeah, Simon's absolutely fantastic. Um, Yeah, we have so many peer-led workshops now, that's kind of what I've specialized in, um, is kind of giving apprentices a platform to be able to share these workplace skills with other apprentices. Um, And yeah, I'm just always blown away by their knowledge, the fact that a lot of them have never led any sort of session before, never done any sort of training. And they Mm. come in and with the support of me and the rest of the community team, they lead fantastic sessions. We had a session on uh, fearless feedback. So it's about getting feedback, Giving feedback at work. That was with a young apprentice. Um, we've had all sorts of data workshops as well with apprentices. And yeah, I love working with them. And it's um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite part of my
0: job. It's amazing. Like even you mentioned fearless feedback there, because these are the soft skills as well, you know. And I think um what's great is now research is is coming out around these soft skills and emotional intelligence being as important, if not more important than IQ when it comes to your personal success in the workplace. So like you know, the typical example there is somebody who's almost afraid of feedback because they take it all so personally instead of, you know, potentially looking for the truth in that um, and trying to improve. So, and the other thing that I just want to touch back on was with the habits was your lunchtime walk. I actually love that idea of, you know, doing it tech free. And um, because like technology can be a major help. Um, but also, I think it can be a hindrance when it comes to wellness if we're over reliant on it. So I, I would just urge people to be aware of that balance. And I love the fact that you go out without the earphones because I'm definitely one who I'm nearly always plugged into Spotify. Or so that's one for me definitely to remember is just go out without those earphones and just just probably embrace the fresh air and the the nature around you. And 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 what you mentioned about it being really productive. Again, there's research around this when we're mulling over like complex say work issues or, or or other things that are going on, that actually the best environment to do them in is while we're moving outdoors. And they did like four different environments. So it was sitting down indoors, it was moving indoors, it was sitting down outdoors and moving outdoors. And and the best one was to move outdoors when you're when you just maybe you've hit a sort of a a point where you're 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 struggling with something or you're 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 starting to think through something that that's one of the best things to do as well if you're feeling a little bit stuck on something. So that can be quite nice to sort of preempt hitting that sort of impasse to get out and and not even do it consciously. Just allow that stuff to go to the back of your mind and go for your walk. And sometimes you'll find you have the solution by the time you've got back.
1: The brilliant thing about being able to walk and about being able to be alone with our thoughts is often the things that come to the forefront of our minds are the things that are perhaps the most important, the things that are going to be weighing on us the most, but Mm. we might not be realising that when we're kind of buried down um, with everything that's going on day to day. I often find that it's good for my creativity as well around problem solving um, Mm. uh, and around being able to tackle issues. And I often find inspiration for bits on my walk. I might kind of see someone with their child and the way that they're talking to their child and I might think, oh, perhaps I could do this in the community. Um, And yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic and it's made a massive difference to my working life
0: love it and um yeah so just before we wrap up because i feel like there's so much there and i absolutely love the the five key points around habit formation like that's definitely something that that i just think is invaluable to listeners um you know can you let us know um any more kind of if you've got anything else to, to mention around habit formation or multiverse or um if you want me uh, to provide any resources to listeners or you want to mention any of them now that' would be great daisy
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So one thing, a book that I know so many people have read is um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, It's a really, really fantastic book, and I highly, highly recommend um, listening or or reading that book. That made a big difference in my brother's life. My brother is someone that has really, really struggled with this kind of structure, Um, and he honestly does seem like a new person after reading this book. I've seen these little incremental bits that he's been doing in his life, Um, and yeah, it's made a really, really big difference. Difference.
0: Amazing. So Atomic Habits, love that. And I'm going to come, come back at you with another one here. Now, I'm only a little bit of the way in, as you can see by my bookmarker, but uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg as well. So um, so there's plenty of, of reading to go through for, for people there. And in terms of like, um, you know, further information on, say, multiverse and um the, the resources mentioned, I'm going to provide so the couch to 5K and the park runs. And uh, where can people find out more about, about that LinkedIn, I suppose, and the website?
1: Yeah, I'd say LinkedIn is definitely the best place to go. Um I feel like you get the most up to date information. And yeah, we kind of share lots of the amazing stuff that's going on in multiverse as
0: well. Amazing. Okay. Well, Daisy, look, from talking to you, the future is is bright within multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I have to thank you as well for all that really juicy information and very practical information around uh, habit formation, habit stacking, um, and the concept you've mentioned. So thanks a million for coming on the show. Oh,
1: Thanks for having me, Declan.